0: hello
1: and welcome to on the way moments a podcast from saint anthony on the desert episcopal church here in scottsdale arizona and on this podcast we hear stories from some really interesting people and we hear about uh the on the way moments they've had in their own lifetimes so today i'm so excited to welcome my good friend melody taylor melody and i go back a long way And uh, you may recognize Melody from our podcast last month. She was on our Christmas memories, and we had such a good time that we (laughs) wanted to have you back again. Thank you. So welcome, Melody.
0: Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, we're glad to have you. Thanks. So how about a little background? Wow. So, um... I'm a cradle Episcopalian, Mm -hmm. grew up right here in Scottsdale, Arizona, Um, was a member of an Episcopal church my entire life um, until I had two children, and then we moved from that church to this church, so two churches um, in my lifetime, so I guess when we like one, we stay there. Um,
1: And we're glad you do.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So we've been here since 1995. Mm -hmm. And we've raised our three children here, my husband and I. And um, during that time, I was in corporate America. I was a buyer and assistant store manager for Dillard's Department Stores. I forgot about that. (laughs) And I loved it. I traveled. I worked with lots of people. It was very exciting. Um, But my husband was a police officer, and he worked nights. And I worked all these crazy days and traveled and everything. And after having two children, um, we decided that maybe that wasn't The lifestyle we wanted to have and so my husband actually went to a training in Maryland my parents who were my amazing supporters went to a cruise in the Panama Canal and I stayed home worked full-time with my two children and that was before cell phones and I quit my full-time job because I felt (laughs) like we couldn't do it all so they came back and I had uh, procured a part-time job Uh, in the industry and so that was the beginning of a lifestyle change for me for sure for sure Um, so then I worked part-time in the retail world and then we had our third child our daughter Faith who was also raised here Um, and um, just some Things started to change, and I changed my uh, career path and everything at that point.
1: Yeah, your career is really different from what you were doing. It
0: is. Yeah, well, tell
1: us a little bit about that.
0: Yes, my career path is a little Mm -hmm. bit different now. Um, After that, when uh, I had faith, we had some medical challenges during that time, and I actually took a year off of work and stayed home Um, and then I thought oh gosh you know I don't know if I can do this Um, and my husband had to medically retire from the police department and we began to panic to be honest and so I thought I'm gonna go back to work and I ran into a friend um, who was a preschool director and she said oh gosh Melody I really need a preschool teacher at my preschool and I had been teaching children's chapel and Sunday school here gosh since Shane and Austin were toddlers. And so um, I decided that that was something I would love to do. So my friend um, put me through the interview process. Um, I had had enough training actually here on the Sundays to procure that job. So I went to work for her part time. And that was when um, I did that when Faith went to kindergarten. And um, 18 years later, I'm still there. And it's Let's, just it's a gift to be able to teach in a Christian preschool to young three- and four-year-olds.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I didn't realize you had been at the same preschool all this time. Yes, I
0: have. I've been the threes and fours teacher there with another a person. She teaches right. in the classroom next door. But, yes, since yeah. Faith went to kindergarten. Yeah. And the greatest gift, I think, was when I did that. You know, when I worked full-time when my kids were young, um, they knew I was working. They knew I was traveling. They knew that my parents would come and stay the night because Jack was working nights and things. And I I used to struggle with, gosh, what is my role in life? Am I supposed to be this mom or am I this career woman? What what am I supposed to be doing? And I struggled with that. Um, But the greatest gift was, I'll never forget, Shane and Austin, um, they would say to me, you don't really work. Because I would drop them <laughs> at school. I would go work. As soon as I dropped them off, I would get off when they got out of school, I would pick them up and bring them back home. And they thought that it was still just that full time mom thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that is the greatest gift. This is the job I want to do. And then in a few years, I'll go back full time somewhere else. But here I am.
1: <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now things have changed a little bit yes. in the past couple of years. So uh, tell us a little
0: bit about that. So we, um, I really believe that children um, do their best when they are in an environment, they know the routine, they've got a schedule, mm-hmm. they know that the people so who terrific. are with them love them. Um, my children are amazing at the school. And so the hardest thing was, as we went through that beginning of the pandemic, um, we weren't telling them anything. We were just still doing regular school while having these conversations with families yeah. outside of a school about um, What's gonna happen if? What if somebody gets sick? What if we close down? But the children never knew any of that was happening. So it was in March, and we had our parent-teacher conferences on a Thursday and a Friday. Is this 2020? 2020. So I remember on Tuesday and Wednesday, me saying to the children, have a wonderful long weekend come back on Monday and Tuesday, it's gonna be great, I'm gonna meet with your parents, you know, um, tell me about your and when you come back. Because that's what we did, we prepared them to come back and be with us. I had my conferences on Thursday and Friday, things were still fairly normal, and then on Sunday we got the call that we were closing, and nobody could come back. And also I could think about was, oh my gosh, those poor children, they're gonna think that I said, I'm here for you, I love you, come back, and now they're never gonna see me again. <laughs> So they said, you know, originally they said, two weeks, just give us two weeks and you'll be back. And so we took the two weeks off, just kind of like it was an, a spring break, um, and we thought we'd go back. Well, those two weeks passed, and we didn't go back. So then our um, the pastor at my church and uh, the school board and everybody said, so let's do online school. And we all said, oh, my gosh, we are in-person <laughs> teachers. We are... not it was exactly what you went through here. Exactly. I would go to the school. I'd put my phone up. And nobody was allowed to be there with me, so I had to be alone. So I'd prop my phone up on books, and I would stand in front of my board, and I would <laughs> teach the lesson and record it and post it to YouTube. And it was I mean I I know (laughs) it was like okay truly what are my children getting from this because so much of teaching is interactive and and them knowing of course so I did that for about I don't know three or four lessons and then I realized that that wasn't working so I changed my whole um, plan and I started just recording snippets five to seven minutes. I would read a story and share an activity that we would do in class. Um, I would, Faith and I would go to our kitchen and make ants on a log and tell them what to get and do that at home. Um, I had my assistant reading books. We would do scavenger hunts and send them out. I emailed lesson plans and activities um, because I really wanted to still minister to those children, those families and let them know I loved them. And then I realized, gosh these poor families, I miss my children, and now these parents are home full-time with their children and their older children who need to be homeschooled with online schooling. And, you know, a lot of my job, I really think, is ministering to the whole family. You know, I'm called to teach those children, but I want to share God's love with the moms, the dads, the grandpas. So then I realized my job is now to fulfill a need in their home where the children can just be busy for five to seven minutes so a mom can cook dinner so a dad can show a child how to do the math lesson things like that so that's what it became so I have an entire YouTube channel <laughs> of crazy of course things. you do of course you do <laughs> which um my husband and my children had to help me figure out now <laughs> is this YouTube channel open to the public oh yes okay so this is well, Taylor's uh, YouTube
1: channel oh okay that's what they should look for uh, huh? yes I'm Aww. going to check
0: it out this afternoon <laughs> it'll be fun so yeah. um, so we I have that but it was not my joy to do it that way yeah. if I wanted to do that I could do that but I yeah. want to be with the children of course so that was a really hard thing when we closed
1: yeah yeah um, so in uh, the parents how did you see the parents coping with uh, with the pandemic?
0: It was so hard on them. You, you mm-hmm. think about these children, the children had no idea what was happening. Yeah. And I think the hardest thing was for parents to decide what to tell them. You know, Do yeah. we just outright tell them, there's a pandemic, people are sick, people are dying. Or do we say, you know, there's just some things happening in the world, we're just not gonna go to the park, we're not gonna go to swim yeah. lessons. And I think it was so hard on parents because they love their children and they wanna do what's best. And you know what, I always say, you get one chance. You know you yeah. don't get to practice again. This no. is it.
1: And that chance doesn't uh, go very long either. Uh, right. I think what is it by 12 or so you've had about all the influence
0: you're going to have. Right. And <laughs> and children are who children are. Exactly. We raise the children in the same home, same yeah. parents, same rules, they're different. Yeah. Um and how you teach them or share with them needs to be what's best for them. Right. Um, so the parents really struggled with what was best for their children and they struggled with can I let them visit their grandparents am I putting somebody at risk if I let my child be somewhere I saw families where families the entire family got COVID children and you know I would deliver things to some of my family's doors and drop it off I didn't see them Um, but you know they were scared
1: of course everybody was yes so, um
0: all the unknowns, right. And yeah. I still feel like we still have some of that. I still have parents that come in and are like, "I don't know what the right thing is to do. Should I put my child in school? Am I putting my, you know, uh, m- my son, Shane and I took care of my dad, And we said every day I would say to my families, "I come here because I want to be with your children. This was once we were back in person, mm-hmm. but I take care of my dad, and so I need you to help me. If your child is not well, they need to stay home if right. you know, and um, so one of the things we did was we were able to open in fall of 2020. We opened in September. Oh, okay. But with completely different rules. I'm sure. Know. So we um, we had the parents pull up to the parking lot, and we took the children from the car. So imagine, you know, these children, some of them have never met me, and I say, okay, <laughs> come on out. You're going to come with me and sit on a bench, and we're going to go to the classroom. And that's the only interaction I had with those parents was that one minute of, I hope you have a great day. I'll bring your child out at 12, you know. Right. Um, so that was hard, but it was good to have them back in person. And we taught, um, I had 10 children and no assistant. So what a gift that was to take those children for three or four hours a day and just me and them in the classroom so how large were your classes before? Um, 15 to 18 with a full-time assistant oh, okay All right. so um, lots of interaction lots of activity yeah. um, so we had 10 and I was it so we didn't let parents come in we didn't have assistants come in um, and you know what we stayed well the entire year
1: that's awesome yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, wonderful. So you uh, you uh, have three and four year olds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you usually have each child for two years. Does it usually so, work no, out? no,
0: they're all three when they start. So uh-huh. I have them for that entire year until they've all turned four, oh, and then okay. they go to a pre K program.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you don't have them for that long, huh?
0: I get them for a year, and yeah, it's, you know, that's exciting. And it's just amazing. So much growth happens in that year. Oh, and yeah. I. I am so lucky that parents bring their children to us. I mean like Mm -hmm. that's huge. I remember taking my firstborn to school, and thinking, "Oh my gosh, will they love him? Will they, you know?" Um, but I, I have always been blessed with great teachers for my kids, and that's what I try to do for them. Oh
1: well, it certainly sounds like uh, <laughs> you have a lot of happy parents, <laughs> for I have sure. Great families, I for do. sure. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kind of crystal balling this, and I know you don't know for sure, but how do you see things progressing, oh, like in? Gosh. How you're going to be teaching
0: my all of 2020 we wore masks and i thought this is a disaster this is horrible the children i've never met them they don't know if i'm happy or i'm sad so yeah. we practiced a lot of learning to read people's eyes and we were successful but i will never forget the day of graduation when i got to take my mask off in the courtyard outside and they were like Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what you yeah. look like. <laughs> and so this year we aren't masked. We are oh. socially distanced and uh-huh. we're careful, but um so we're taking those baby steps. So I'm praying that someday we'll be back to Putting classes together for activities. You know, mm-hmm. one of the um, things that makes me most sad is we can't have school wide huge events as much as we used to. Of course. You know, I loved to go to chapel as the entire school and have the parents join us and do singing and music and things. We haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, but, you know, we just make those changes as necessary so that we can still participate. We'll do a parent chapel maybe with just with my class, or, um, you know, we did a Halloween party outdoors on the courtyard Um, i had my first parent volunteer back in the classroom in two years this week how exciting (laughs) it was for everybody and it's so funny because when i offered it up every parent wanted to come every because they want to be back in the classroom so i'm hoping we're going to be able to go back to having more people together integrating more children um Otherwise, you know, it's going to continue like this yeah. where we have three tables instead of two and we sit only four child at a table. Um, right. But please, I just pray that someday <laughs> this world is going to be sort of back to the way it Sane. was saying would be yes. a good yeah, That, that would, would be a great thing. Yeah. Be
1: a great place to start. Yeah. Well that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So you don't do anything online at all now?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> and you know, I was thinking about that and my sister teaches kindergarten in at a Christian school. And when they closed, the first day they closed, they went online on Zoom. And the stories she would share about trying to do kindergarten online <sighs> Uh, and and the poor parents that would struggle like they might have three children at home trying to do zoom at the same time you don't have the internet it's crazy so no I don't do any online (laughs) no
1: it's it's very very difficult even uh, a lot of uh, different organizations have to do what they call hybrid where they're doing it online for the people who can't be there and then uh, also having some in, in person and it's those are two different animals and so it's very difficult to have a program that would uh be of
0: benefit to both groups and i think you know so many children um you're either an effective learner online, or you're not. Right. You know, I have some children in my classroom, particularly boys, that to sit in front of a computer and watch me teach a lesson, <laughs> especially you know, in preschool, we're doing so many. We're doing fine motor skills, we're doing gross motor skills, we're doing music and dance, and uh, you know, for them, that's not effective. Now. I have a sweet girl who would be happy to sit down and get her paper and scissors and cut while I'm doing on the other side. But you know, they all have their best way of learning and that's what, particularly we as parents, need to figure out, sure. even at the age of three or four. What is best? Is a Montessori education best? Is a traditional education with teacher-directed learning at tables best? it's hard but we have to match that i think at all levels of education for the children for them to learn best
1: absolutely one size does not fit all no No. we
0: know that right (laughs) (laughs) we do
1: we do melody and i have been in uh youth ministry together for quite a few years and uh we have stories (laughs) but that's another podcast (laughs) for sure for sure Well, Melody, this has been wonderful hearing about this. Uh, You know, when we see each other, we're on the run. So it's nice to actually hear what you've been up to <laughs> and how things are going. Thank you. So, thank you so much for coming mm-hmm. and uh, being our my guest. I'm, I love it. I'm thrilled. Well, thank good, you. good. Well, uh, we ask our guests <laughs> one question uh, at the end of each podcast, and since podcast is called "On the Way Moments," we always ask, uh, "Could you share with us one of your on the way moments?"
0: Yes, and you know I love your podcast, and I listen to them all as soon as they come out. And I love the on-the-way moments, and when you ask me to do this, I'm like, I don't know. Um, and I thought of, there's like a couple of stories I share all the time that really changed my life, but I came up with a new one for today. All right. And it is from when um, Shane and Austin were toddlers, and I, I Faith wasn't even born yet. And I remember I was standing out in the courtyard right here and I was checking them into Children's Chapel right here. And so I was still working in corporate America. I was traveling and busy. I was this businesswoman and I remember saying to Rosa Probst, so what exactly do you do in that Children's (laughs) Chapel? And her response was, Come on in and find out. And the next thing I knew, I was a children's (laughs) chapel leader. (laughs) And I was scared to death and thought, I can't do that. And I fell in love with it. And I think, based on this podcast, truly that was a turning point for me. I went from being this very successful business person to wanting to minister to children and yes. young families and share the love of Jesus with them. And I, if you'd have asked me that in college, I would have said there is no way. Um, but what a gift that Rosa invited me into doing that. Because Absolutely. I don't know that I would have ever found it. Thank you, Rosa Post. <laughs> <laughs> and I think often that we say that here at St. Anthony's is that often people just need an invitation. Yes. And that's an example of somebody just saying, come on over and help me with this project. Or right. And Jill, I have to say, is very good at that. <laughs> I always say I will do anything Jill asks, I think. Um, but what a change in my life, just that one invitation and that... I would be 18 years in a Christian preschool and loving every minute of it. Oh, that's wonderful,
1: <laughs> that, that's wonderful. And I'll keep in mind that you won't say no to me. <laughs> you
0: already knew that, job yeah.
1: <laughs> It's reinforced, it's reinforced. <laughs> well, thank you, Melody. This has been an absolute <laughs> joy and so much fun. So, and thank all of you. And I hope that whatever platform you listen to this podcast or on YouTube, that you'll give us a thumbs up or leave a comment, we'd love to hear from you. And so in the meantime, uh, all of you out there, please be on the lookout for your own on the way moment. Thank you and bye bye.